0: In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, two, 1.
1: Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh. And with me is my little Jacques Cousteau with his little beanie on, but his ears still out. The top of his head is warm. His ears are cold. The one, the only. We are Sex with Bomb! And I am Travis Ratz. <laughs> Welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. Travis and I dive deep into graphic novels and trades on this show. We talk nerd stuff. On this episode, Travis and I are reading an older book. Uh, not super old, but old enough. Uh, let's see, 2000-something, right?
0: Four, I um, the
1: first one, two thousand old. Um, that that we're that we're reading a very uh, an older book, and we read Scott Pilgrim. We read Scott Pilgrim. Travis, how many volumes did you get through? I got through all six, baby. Ooh, we got through all six. I read the first three volumes before we're doing this episode. And Scott Pilgrim is a uh, by Brian Lee O'Malley, uh, and then we read the color edition with some colors by Nathan Fairbrain uh Fair biering fair fairbairn, yep. fairbairn. uh <laughs> fairbairn, fairbairn, fairbairn. Uh, out on oni press is the version we read you can get it for frizzles if you've got uh kindle unlimited you can you can read it for free travis um said hey dude i read this have you ever read it and i said no i've never read it i've seen the movie i've never read the book uh i'm scott pilgrim curious so i dove in i read three <laughs> Very quickly, Travis Ratz. I got through three of them really quick. How quick did it get you to get through all six? What would you say was your uh, a week, like one a night? A Week.
0: I was, I was, yeah, I was cruising through them one a night for sure. At least one, yeah, basically. I, I uh, essentially. It's something I've been dancing around too, you know. And I and I really liked the movie when it came out. And of course, yeah, you know, anytime a comic book movie comes out, people are like, it's on based on comic book. I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm like, you don't know about the yeah. comics, and you're like, I, I'm sorry, I.
1: You don't read them I, all. I can't read them all. Yeah
0: can't read them all. Which is surprising I, because this yeah. is
1: sort of right up my alley of nerd things, right? It has, like, video game references. It has, like, fighting game references. It's got... cartoony bands, art. Bands. It's cartoony art. It's it's Canada, which is close enough to Michigan, right? They're in Toronto, which yeah, is... Yeah, it does have you know, a real... Hop, yeah. hop skipping a jump away from where I grew up as a kid. So, a hoop, a you know... Hope, a hoop, skipping a jump. Yeah, yeah. It's just a rounded bootway to get to get to Canada, just <laughs> go over the bridge or in, in the tunnel. Uh, but... Um, So Travis, I mean, what's your what's your what's your Scott Pilgrim connection? You watch the movie? Anything? Have you ever tried to read this before? Has it ever been something you wanted to read, or what's it, what's about? No, you? Uh, you know, and it, it, again, and maybe we'll talk uh, more
0: about this on, on a, a later episode. It's you know, I, I think sometimes I've seen this book in the comic section of Barnes and Nobles, but more than likely, maybe it's probably in the the manga section. And when you look at the 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 uh, cover of it, right? You know, you kind of just look at the, you know, the way it's kind of packaged in like a manga style book and on, in the store. Like it, that, that stuff just wasn't sticking out to me. You know, it's, it yeah. wasn't something I was picking up. Um And I'm trying to remember Oop. what, oh, um, I was, uh there was a podcast I was listening to that I really like. And they were talking about the Scott Pilgrim movie. Um Okay. It was, um Unspooled, like a movie podcast where they look at movies every every week. Paul Shear Yeah. Um and they were talking about Scott Pilgrim, and I listened to the episode and I hadn't seen the movie in a while. And I said, Yeah, I really like that movie. I want to rewatch it. But i was like, you know what? Instead of just rewatching it before I rewatch it, yeah let me uh let me let me check out the comic book because they were talking about it in the podcast, and I was like, I haven't read it. And I said, Okay, I'm gonna look on uh Kindle online which I have a subscription to and it's like uh one of the free well in quotes free I'm like hell yeah (laughs) I'm gonna read it so I got I read started reading the first one and then just was it was just I was just gulping them down man like a like a
1: stoner outside of 7-Eleven just just super quick read right like I, I did the same thing I read like one issue and I read one manga a night like one volume a night so I was like okay I'll read this one okay I'll read this one um and then I was like, okay, I read three, and then I took a break, and then I was like, ah, we're gonna do the show, right? I'm on, I'm on Christmas break right now. So, like, you know, I was reading a bunch of different stuff, got some other stuff to read, but I read through of them three, read through three of them really quick. Did you end up watching the movie after you read through them? I didn't. I did not. It's the weird <laughs> thing.
0: You know, I remember the movie pretty well. I've, I've seen the movie several times. Um, but I yeah. did uh, attempt watching the uh, cartoon series that just came out.
1: Yeah, I hear it's so it's on Netflix. They got all of the original voice actors back for it, which is kind of which is kind of funny, right? Like they got yeah, everybody cool. back from the movie, uh, and it's a you know it's animated, looks just like the TV show or it looks just like the the comic book, right? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, I got but it's three different. Episodes. Yeah, it's yeah. like an alternative universe of it, right? Isn't it different? Yeah, it's basically is
0: is what would happen. I know we're skipping ahead. What would happen if uh, Scott was killed uh, in his? First fight with the ex boyfriend, the Matthew Patel.
1: Yeah, yeah. And what ha- is it? Just a movie about? Uh... Well, I mean, I only, I only watched
0: a couple episodes, and basically he passes, and then from what I've seen, like the next episode, it really it, it focuses on Ramona, you okay. know, and Ramona kind of having agency in her <laughs> own battle of the exes. Is I think is
1: where yeah. that might be going. Ramona, a much better character than Scott Pilgrim. Scott, I mean, let's let's get in. Let's get into. Let's get into. Okay, let's get into it. Let's get, uh, let, let's let's get into this it. book. So we're we're following 23 year old Scott Pilgrim, uh, in his kind of like crappy indie rock life. Um, 23 dating a high schooler, just like a scuzz. No right? ambition. Like, no ambition. Can't off his pay friends. For an apartment, right. Just a just a real turd of a human being. And super but, selfish. Super selfish but still compelling as a character in here, but not a, not a great guy, right? Like, no, not a great guy, but you're following along with him. And I'm curious, like I, you know, I haven't read a lot of Brian Le O'Malley talking about it, but it's just really interesting. Sort of like my main character isn't a, isn't a good guy, right? Like, not yeah. like good guy, like good guy versus bad guy, but he's not like, he's not lovable, right? He, I, I guess he's charming in that weird indie rock sort of way, but he's still like, and I guess the fun part is all the battles and all the fighting, right? Like that's the important part to it.
0: Because he's so naive, it's you can kind of write off some of his bad behavior as a reader, because yeah. you're just like, well, I mean, you know, he's an idiot. Um, now, uh, when you, and now you say that, uh, however, you know, this is a book that I would have loved to have read as a teenager. It's marketed yeah, on Amazon. For sure from 13 to 16 year olds as like the primary huh. reader and i was like wow i don't think scott pilgrim would have been annoying to me then i think i would have been Rolling like up. yeah i'm just like scott pilgrim
1: <laughs> i think you're right i think you're right like as an adult reading it and going like oh man like a 20 like to be 23 and oh, be like a weird how many but scott pilgrims have we taught in our classes right but i just like the manipulation of scott pilgrim like scott pilgrim is like just manipulating this young girl. Like, just well,
0: that's that's what I think that's what I really cued into. It, it was a lot of self reflection, yeah. uh, on this. I did see <laughs> like a younger version of myself. I did see a lot of Scott in there from the outside perspective on, yeah, what I wouldn't consider like bad. Be- well, I'm gonna use this term and I'm gonna, I'm gonna swear a little bit here. Uh, the term like fuck boy has a lot of, uh, uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, Baggage associated with it. And and we typically think of like a douchier type of guy, you know, like a, maybe a Jim Meathead, you know, pretty boy. But this was kind of interesting in the sense that Scott is really doing those same things, but isn't wearing the uniform of what we typically think of it. Um, yes. But it is still the... Uh, I am going into these relationships, not just like romantic relationships, but friendship relationships in, in as what can I get out of it? And as soon as right. it doesn't serve me anymore, I'm done with it. And I don't care about the fallout of it.
1: Right. I I think the other part that I kind of connect to is it's sort of like that that like kind of rock music culture, right? That sort of culture of it. Like for me, I got out of it kind of right in college because I had a kid. And so like I kind of fell out of that sort of scene aspect of it, of like hanging out with kids and ba- like hanging out with other people in bands and just doing band stuff and like practice being the most important part of your day. Right. Dude, we got practice today. Right. Like, Oh, we've got a show who are you playing with. And then the names of all the dumbass bands you would play with. Like to me, those are the things I'm like, okay, I get, I get that. Right. Like I get I, that. I figured you of- would definitely gravitate
0: towards that. and Like I, you have fun with that.
1: Yeah. I get that world they're in. Right. Like I totally understand the sort of like, um goofiness of of what they're doing um and so for me i really enjoyed that sort of that sort of part of it like that goofy 2000s era dumb band names right like josh when you were in a band and you'd rehearse first of all where did you rehearse
0: that where was your primary rehearsal space
1: uh we rehearsed in either my garage uh and then we transitioned to like my buddy's basement
0: uh, either, either my garage or my buddy's basement is a good name for a first album. Yeah. Um, that's- <laughs> uh, now did you have in this book, there is a running gag of like the people who come to their practice, like knives, the girls obsessed with Scott and Ramona sometimes, and their other like younger friend, young, um,
1: young, young Neil. Oh yeah. Young, young Neil. Neil.
0: Yeah. Cause no, we Neil didn't, young. we didn't
1: have any, no one really came to our practices, right? It was like that. It was like one, Initially, like I lived really like we lived out in the country, so like it was not close for people to like just make the drive to come hang out with us. Right. I'm trying to remember if any of my girlfriends ever came to practice. And I don't think so. I think it was very that sort of like, no, dude, we, like, no, we just do it like we just practice. It's, you know, no Yoko's, you know, or whatever it was like this is sort of like we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't I mean, it like wasn't part it, of our band, but I like yeah. that idea of like, yeah, we're just practicing at our house and someone's there to watch. And I think that that happens like when you have roommates, right? Like when I was in a band, we all lived at, at our parents' houses. Right. And we practiced in Mm -hmm. someone's garage or someone's basement. Um, and then I, by the time I moved out and was in different places, like I wasn't in a band for much longer than that. Right. Uh, and then when I came back to being in bands, it was in my own house. Yeah. Right. So like as an adult and like, Oh, there's my two year old on the floor as we're playing, you know, music and he has headphones. He has like, big noise canceling shotgun shooting earmuffs on so we can play
0: you know we had a a, uh there was something on our base called the cultural center they had like just built when i went to high school and no one used it and in there they had a fully set up band room with like drum set and like amps and stuff like that mixers all you do is plug in yeah and they won like three dollars an hour to practice there
1: oh that's wonderful
0: yeah which we'd pay but then i was like i'm sick of paying this so you, depending on the guy who was there he let them free and then through a school work program i just started working there for a period a day so i basically <laughs> just like ran the whole place and so it was perfect but i do miss not having that garage or basement band experience well it wouldn't have happened where i grew up but um, right. i i missed that uh that
1: yeah it was know. it was just there was just something about like like you know i left my amp there right um so when we practiced at my my, my the other guitar players i was like we just left our crap there right i only brought my guitar back and forth right i had a small amp at home but i left my giant amp over there yeah, right yeah, so we bring stuff in, like that yeah yeah and it was you know it was loud and just obnoxious and you know for a while i was in a little band and we played in my buddy's basement uh here I don't. no one came. I think anybody came. It was like his wife was there. So his wife would come downstairs or there were dogs that would come in, but like, it was never practice was never one of those things. that was like an event, right? Like the band I was in, in in high school and college, we were very much not, dude, we're we're writing a song right now. Like that's, yeah. (laughs) It was very regimented sort of thing, but I think it's like a really, to me, all of the music stuff and that sort of like, I mean, there's like people wearing band t shirts and the way Scott Pilgrim dresses. I'm like, oh, I knew that guy. Yeah. I knew that guy who dressed like Scott Pilgrim. In fact, or the, I the the
0: the one in the band who becomes more successful, his ex girlfriend who like goes on right. and like just makes it out of the scene, and there's always kind of implied that she's a celebrity, but it's like heightened, like she's not really that big. She's just another level above them. So instead of right. being popular in the Canadian indie scene, she might be popular in like the underground New York borough scene, you know? Right. But in his head, it's like, oh my god. Clash of the Demon Head is the greatest is the biggest man in
1: the world. Right. This sort of like, but I I get that. I see that because you know, having been in a band and have friends who like m- made it bigger than I did. Yeah. Right? Or or toured and did stuff like that. And you know, like to me, that's always funny because you're like, oh man, they did it, man. They did it. But they didn't really do it. They just they had like a level of their level of discomfort was actually bigger because they had to go on tour and <laughs> one more thing yeah. about the band that i
0: that i clued into was when they start oh you might not have gotten there can i can I, it's not yeah, uh, yeah so ahead. at one point like i think it's like through like a whole volume they decide like they're gonna start recording an album and so they don't play any live shows they're recording 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 <laughs> like it just takes forever and everyone's kind of interested and they break up as soon as soon the thing's done and the whole album is <laughs> 15 minutes
1: that's a very, that's a very, uh, a very punk rock thing to do. Right. Yeah. Um, let's, let's talk a little bit about sort of this, this relationship between him and Ramona, right? Like we've talked before about books we've read in this idea, yeah, the manic of the pixie of like dream girl, manic pixie dream girl, and Ramona being sort of like that to a T, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. The, I, I she's not from Canada. There with, she's from, Yeah she's from new york you know she's got the hair that's a different color it's a I think style. ramona
0: and uh zoe de chanel's character in um uh 500 days of summer are probably like the two like go to like the hey yeah. this they embody everything this type of character is you know right um maybe there's, Ma- there's maybe this- kirsten Dunst and <laughs> uh um uh go oh, god uh, elizabeth town <laughs> Oh, I like I like a good manic pixie dream girl, man. In a story,
1: Look, there's something like, it's this thing that he's trying to like get to, right? This sort of like unattainable love, right? And she's just, and it's that thing where like, well, yeah, we're together, but we're not really together. And it's this, like, if you want to be with me, you got to fight my evil boyfriend. Like that whole concept is hilarious, right? It's a very funny concept for a story do you
0: think Mali is aware i mean it's it early i don't even know if that fr- that 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 phrase was coined when he started writing this uh do you think that this is like not an indict maybe an indictment uh, or like maybe a, a slight poke at that like you know the 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 danger well you haven't read the ending is I don't- based on the ending i would say no uh but uh um <laughs> uh Do you know? Do you think he was aware of that? Like, hey, I mean, oh, he meets sure. her
1: first in his dreams. It's a literally a dream girl, right? Right. I think for sure that that he knows what he's doing. He's writing this character, and I think if you were in the scene, there was always that girl. Yeah, I mean, it was. There she was, was just
0: like-, like Ramona, and she looked just yeah. like Ramona,
1: just just like Ramona. Right. The number of girls who had like short hair. And like this, when it comes out in early 2000s, like how many girls did I know before this came out that had that sort of haircut or that scene girl look and like just a ton of them, right? Everybody looks like they're in a Delia's catalog. I don't remember if you, I don't know if you like Delia's, but like, like I'm wearing snow pants and a tank top. I don't know why I'm wearing snow pants as a girl, but I'm wearing snow pants because that's the style, right? Like this sort of like, this quirky aesthetic thing, um, but I, like I, I think that she's like I. Th- I think this idea of her as this sort of unattainable thing, but he gets to attain her, right? And I, how funny is it that she's delivering DVDs for like Amazon, Amazon? <laughs> yeah, Amazon, right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, And this net, one Netflix sort of show, they do change it to Netflix. That's funny. That's funny. That's good. Right. She's like delivering books and stuff. And that's how he meets her. Like how these are, I think when we talk about like modern stories, right. This is of a time, right. We've talked about this before. Like we've read a book and we've been like, Oh, that's very eighties. Right. This is very early two thousands. There's no way around this. When you read this, you know where it's at. You're not going to read it later in life and you're not going to, someone's not going to read it in 2050 and you're going to pin when this sort of thing took place, it's not timeless, right? Right. It's, it's tied to like a music scene. It's tied to sort of like a, a style. It's tied to a thing before smartphones, there was the internet, right. but
0: it wasn't smartphones.
1: And I think that's the funniest part is this sort of like weird ground where there's internet. So how do you meet this girl? How do you get this girl to come to your house? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, and he's that to waiting a, for the package. That's a hilarious conceit, conceit that he's like, you know, I'm going to wait for her to get here. Well, he's a Luddite
0: too, you know, all, you know, in this, this world. Like he is, he's like living in the 1970s, you know, in his mind. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No, so I I think uh, one of the things that, that attracted me to the most of it, and maybe we'll talk more about this when we talk about manga uh, and versus American comics is the epicness yet completeness of this whole story where it feels like very early on. I don't know where the story is going, but I have full faith based on the storytelling structure that I am in safe hands, that this isn't a lost situation, that this is meant to, to take us through. It's, it's, it's very well paced, uh, in that, uh, the scenes feel exactly the right amount of length. These chapters, right? There are six books. Each of these chapters, feels like the right exact amount of length to spend with a particular ex, and then you move on to another particular ex, then you have the interludes in between. It's not so quick that you're just kind of, uh, like, you don't feel like you know these characters, but it's not so long where you feel like, oh, come on, like, this is a filler episode. Let's get on with it. The pacing on this is chef's kiss. The
1: the pacing's very good. Like, Brian, Brian Lee O'Malley does a really good job of, like, I mean, we're, we'll talk about this, but it is very like it's manga paced, right? Yeah. It very much is paced that style like, here's this. Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's paced like, okay, here we go. This, we're going to do this. We're going to have some conversations. Okay, wham, bam. We're on to the the battle. We're going to sit. We're going to go into this. Um, but the, the I, difference I, is there's
0: no wasted exposition like, a, like a America, like, well, he's America, a Western comic, but there's no like at the beginning of every new. Thing we have to get it like three pages of exposition on previous chapters or Scott is this person. There's a little bit of that, but it happens so quickly that it doesn't affect the pacing of the story.
1: Yeah. It's it's, I I think for me, it ends up being this thing where he's, he's managed to pace it really well in the three volumes I read, right? Like you, you get through this and every volume, there's this sort of like, there's that rising and falling action. Right. But Not the complete story, but enough to 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 drive you towards the next edition, right? To drive you towards the next book. To go like, okay, I gotta know what happens next. What's the next thing? Who does he meet next? What does this look like? And I think, i the the dialogue is great. He writes. I mean, it's quirky. It's witty. It's that. It feels very of that time, right? It feels like movie dialogue. I think that's why the movie does such a is plays well is because it was already written very well like the sort of like conversational tone the characters are quirky enough like they're archetype enough that you get to know who these people are you can really spend some time kind of like getting into this and 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 everything is sort of a i think one of the things i think is interesting is we talk about this a lot. Like the setting is really important. I think he leans into the setting and, and some mm. of the back matter and these ones he talks about, Oh yeah, this is actually a place in Toronto. Like here's some pictures of it. Here's how I drew it. Right. Like they go to Tim Hortons. So like, there's that very yeah. Canadian. How great sort of like,
0: was ah, these, the, it's not in the movie, but the supermarket scene, where he's fighting the the boyfriend, they have to like they have to try to make it as long as they can in like the Walmart Canadian version of Walmart, where there's like all these sales <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, just, yeah,
1: you, you yeah. That yeah that's in that's weird. in the third yeah. one. It's funny. Like it's it's such a, and I think that that's a really funny like, I, I enjoyed that sort of that Anika's. lean in. Well, yeah, well, also that that lean into sort of like a it's a genre that's in it's a genre that's in manga right that sort of epic battle is a very manga thing but then to take it and like go like no i'm gonna i'm gonna do something different with it i'm gonna turn it into this sort of like silly thing does it really happen is it happening is it not happening i think that's the thing that's most most interesting like they're playing it oh yeah no he fought these people Oh, it's very postmodern, yeah, in that way, right? And you're like, but he couldn't. That's not a real thing. Like, this doesn't really happen, but it does. All the characters acknowledge, like, oh yeah, oh look, he left coins behind, right? Like,
0: well, just... that really helps the pacing too. And I think the movie leans into it more than the book does. Is that kind of video game story structure with okay, we yeah. have seven evil exes. Which one are we on? Okay, there's right. a couple of twists, right? This one has two, like they're they're brought, you know, whatever it is. So each one, you're like, okay. Uh, we've hit all these things, what's next? You know, and then it's like, oh, here's a yeah. new thing uh, on there. Uh the I think the movie really because um, it's a visual medium, gets to lean into a little bit more of uh, well, so is comics, but uh the but it gets video to be a game little more comic of booky
1: it. and flashy of it, right? It With gets the, the a music
0: of it, it yeah. that really adds a lot to it that you know. Um Yeah. So yeah, um, I, I really liked that, even though I probably there's a ton of video game references I probably just did not get. Um
1: i think i think one of the things that really helps too is this idea that there's chapters inside of the book right Right. i think that's an interesting structure that we don't get a lot in a in most western comics right you don't get a lot of like sort of okay this is a book there's a chapter inside of it normally if it's a graphic novel it's just straight thing maybe there's a a part one and a part two in it but this really leans into that 14 15 this you know what i mean it's that very sort of like the structure that i really enjoyed. I thought it was a it was a ton of fun. I enjoyed what I read of it. I'll probably finish it right. I've got a week of break left. Like I will three nights and I'll get the next. No, you know. it's
0: it's one well, not to forget. It's legit. I mean, it's not just cute because it's nostalgic for oh yeah, we know people like this or yeah, at one point we were, I was kind of in this similar situation. It's legitimately like, funny lines. Like there are some yeah. like and not even lines, like bits. Like, like there'll be some running bits that Scott has, you know, like the waiting for the package is a funny thing that you see in the movie. Some of that first chapter, probably the humor doesn't hit as hard because you've already seen it in the movie. So you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this joke. Uh, But uh, it's first on the page, you know, and and it's so quick. like Everything is just like so quick because Scott doesn't think in a logical, rational, ordered way. All these jokes can just kind of come out of left field. Or something like visual where they show his apartment and like Wallace's bed, Wallace's thing. And then Scott's like dirty laundry, Scott's
1: (laughs) toothbrush. There's a lot of that that you get to do in a comic book. Like there's parts where he's like weird pause, right? And like, it's written very big and you get all of the sort of like, here's this person's name, here's their rating. Here's something we know about them that I think is like a really sort of interesting way. And then every time that they talk about the flashbacks are fun. The flashbacks right? are great. Cause it's drawn in like crayons or whatever. Like it's just yeah. a different style whenever you get the flashback and he's you, he really is able to play with this medium in a way when it comes to like, you know um, all the big comic book sounds and, and, and things that he gets to write on the page to just make it all more comic booky and the fights more goofy right because really like there's a scene where they're fighting and like he punches him and he flies through the wall there's all this like all this big sort of like action that i think he's telling a love story he's telling a story about dealing with like people's past and how do you get through that and he's doing it in a funny goofy quirky way right yeah that that It's a it's about dealing with your your significant other or the person you want to be with getting past all of their past. Um, And it's an interesting way to sort of like tell that story. Right. It's It's a fun way to get through.
0: I I had this conversation on a date the other day. We were talking about, you know, like dating culture and stuff like that. And and I said, yeah, you know, and you, you end up talking like. The older I get and you go on dates, the more often, like on a first date, you end up talking, which would probably be, you know, bad when you're younger or like people look down upon about like old relationships like that. Because I I kept saying, you know, oftentimes on a first date, it becomes like an interview. They're like, do you do this? Have you done this? And I was like, I don't remember it being this way. And then I started thinking about it. And I was like, well, I guess, you know, you're not just dating someone. You're dating all the people that they dated. Right. Because the baggage and baggage is a negative term for like all the experiences, their dating experiences have, you know, made the the contain their preferences. And so there is this sense of I love how, you know, we're just going to symbolize that where it's like, no, 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 no. I'm not going to just have to deal with like your little foibles and your little peccadillos uh in relationships that you picked up along the way i'm literally going to have to battle the people who gave them to you
1: right i think that's a really it's a really funny sort of take on a a a romance book right so we've i mean like recently like this last year we read a couple romance things and this really falls into that sort of like Dating romance, sort of thing, but it, it plays with it in a different way. And I think, you know, we read Love Everlasting, which plays with romance in an interesting, different way. And I think yes. Scott Pilgrim plays with that genre in a different Strangers way, right? in
0: Paradise. Actually, this, right. this, this this does have some parallels to Strangers in Paradise.
1: Y- yeah. The otherworldliness of Strangers in Paradise, yeah. right? Like that's the indie like aspect hyper, of it. Yeah. Yeah. And hyper realism of it, right? right? Like, or not realism, but you know what I mean? Like this sort of yeah, like.
0: The- well, yeah, they're like, Kachu like, will pull out a bazooka in the middle of something. Right. But then there's a serious conversation about, like, what to do when someone leaves their stuff at your place after you break up with them, you know?
1: Right. <laughs> right. It does feel very much like that. It feels informed by sort of those early indie comic books around that. I think and indie comics it's, it's is such a great place to
0: tell a love. Sorry. Um, yeah. I think it, it, indie comics is a great place to tell romance stories and love stories.
1: Well, and I, and I think you get to do it in a I think the comic book medium allows you to do it in a different way, right? In abs- and, and fun, absurd ways even, you know? Right, that's all, like th- what this is an incredibly absurd comic, right? Like it's, well, it's, it's, yeah. You know, like it's absurd yeah. but it also is like dealing with sort of like this idea of like how do you deal with people's past? How do you, you know, how do you, you know, recognize your own issues that you've caused, right? Because like Scott's not only is he having to deal with like her ex her exes but then she's having to deal with his exes and having to deal with his issues and the things that he's screwed up and he has to recognize the things that he's messed up along the way as well and and you know it's an interesting it's an interesting sort of path for it you know and we we think about like what do like the
0: all great love songs do they they have original metaphors for love like i fell into a burning ring of fire you know the sense of like that visual of love being this like hell of fire but also this you know and comics get to take those ideas and just show them to you not just tell you them but like here's what that looks like love as hell and stuff like that
1: yes or i love as a you know a manga fighting competition right like yeah yeah tournament style which we love because we're of our generation it's like very like oh the next Street Fighter fight right it's yeah like that sort of thing it's I, I really dug it so let's talk art really quick before we before we kind of like wrap up this conversation what did you think of Brian o, Leo Malley's style like it's not something that looks like what we normally read or I think something that you normally read what did no, what did you think not. about
0: it well uh, again like I said I haven't dipped my toes in this in the manga and this is this is kind of a cross between like traditional manga and like Charles Schultz. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's got, it's got, you know, that some those classic anime, like reactions and movement kind of, um, yeah. Uh, setups, uh, and anime the paneling, yeah. And the paneling <laughs> and the, the limited, uh, limited paneling per page, uh, it was something I'm, I'm actually growing to really like, I'm sure we'll talk about that later on, maybe in a manga episode. Um, and, um, so I like that, but I also like the familiarity with the Sunday comic strips. That yeah. style being being brought into there, um, and it allowed for that absurdity. I like the slight changes that he does in the flashbacks. That kind of help break things up. That again helped me just kind of gobble it up more because I'm like, oh, it's not all that same. Uh, especially with the yeah. colors. The colors are very mono and like bright and like bright, but like yeah very defined and so it it can be like a little bit you know obnoxious if it was just all the same colors the whole time but he breaks it up with the flashbacks yeah
1: i'm curious i mean i haven't read it in black and white but reading it now, I'm like, oh, man, I wish I would have been the black and white version. That I would have been able yeah, to, like, too. read it in it's, its original sort of way. I mean, the coloring's good. Uh, Nathan Fairbrain is a, is a good colorist, right? Like he does a really good job. It's mostly, I mean, we talked about it before. This is the kind of coloring I like. Like it's a flat coloring, right? With, you know, very intentional sort of like, oh, yeah, it's cartoony. So here's this sh- cell shaded line around, yeah. you know, well, which is crazy because the
0: running joke is she's always changing her hair color,
1: but right? It's originally <laughs> in black and white, you know? Right. And and so I I, and I think the color kind of lets you play with like, I mean, everybody looks so tremendously indie, like all the colors look like, oh, yeah, I knew a guy who had a shirt like that, right? Like, <laughs> oh, the Western shirt. Yeah, I had friend I had a friend who wore a Western shirt all the time. right? Yeah. like, what's I, of course, more he was a guitar the... player. Yeah. <laughs> Like, of course, he had a Western shirt on, and that's. But I, I, I think Brian Le- Leo Malley. Just over the three issues, you can see he gets. He's a better artist. Like over the mm-hmm. three books I read yeah. on the third book, you can tell he's he's gotten better. Um, and I don't mean that the first one's bad, but you can see his style becomes a little more solidified by the time he gets there. I've got another Brian Leo Malley. I've got Seconds is a is a Brian Leo Malley book I have on my mm. on my shelf that I really enjoy. Just like one volume. Um, But his art really kind of solidifies as you go. And I really think, I mean, like I said, I said earlier, like he talks about like locations and how he he looked at them and drew them out. There's some he does a really good job of drawing locations like you can feel where they're at, like the apartment feels like a real place that, you know, when they go to that library, the reference library, it feels like a real place He does a really good job of I mentioned this earlier, like drawing the locations as part of an integral part to the story. Right. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. Like the apartment feels like a real place there where they're practicing is an important place, like where they're at. The venue for the show feels like a real, you know, they all sort of like live in it's grounded in reality, even though the rest of the book is just so goofy right
0: right like, But think, he doesn't go it, crazy because he treats them like set so you return to a lot of the same locations which gives you a right. familiarity and comfort
1: it's very sitcom right like here yeah here's the place where most of the book takes place right like you know um but i you know i i, I thought I, the art is good for for what it is you know i enjoy that sort of cartoony style you mentioned it it reminds me of like sunday morning comic strips and that's that's always fun Right, I, it I contributes love to Beetle. the pace as well. That, that Beetle Bailey a of sort of thing d- of it.
0: Yeah, and it contributes to the pace as well because there's not a lot to take in per se on most of the panels. You know, yes. so you're not like, okay, I gotta look at this. Like, a, like a Sean, well, Burton, a ton you're like, of, you're, you're looking dialogue, at all this stuff. Right?
1: Yeah, there's a ton of dialogue, but it doesn't. It's not sloggy, right? It's not sloggy dialogue. Oh, I forgot to mention this too. We didn't talk about this. There's time. There's oftentimes in it where it's like, here's a song, and he gives you the chords. And the lyrics to the song, yeah, like, that's so cool. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that's fun. I want it. Like the, the, I was wondering um, if
0: they use the exact same, if they just use that, those chords for the, when they, you know, cause some of the songs appear in the movie.
1: Yeah. The gilded palace of the flying burritos, right? <laughs> like, yeah. That's, that's a dumb sort of thing. Like I, like, it's a great, I really love the set pieces of it. I think he does a really good job of drawing location, Uh, I like the color all the characters look different he does a really good job of like giving you although they're all are sort of in this sort of like world and having lived in that sort of punk rock indie rock scene like everybody does kind of look the same but Mm -hmm. he does a really good job of drawing clothing on people yeah right so you get the fashion of that time and it it's so it fits so well with like people I knew I'm like oh yeah, I had a buddy. Goes, are you wore...
0: wearing those wrist? Are you gonna wear those wristbands all the time? Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I am. I am gonna wear them all the time. It's he my takes them off. Of my oh day. my god, it's so much better. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, I, you know, we we do this. We like who would you who would you recommend this to? What would you do with it? Who would you say hey, go read this?
0: You know what? You know, I, I, this one, you know, I'm constantly, because the kids find out as uh, at school that I'm in the comics, I have some comics in the, the, the classroom, like some throwaway ones. Uh, and so sometimes a kid will come up to me and they'll be like, Hey, uh, uh what should I read? You know? And so yeah. my mind immediately goes to, all right, what big superhero runs would you really like or something like that? Um, but for this one, this would, cause if a kid's going to ask me that question, that they would like this book. Cause they're going to yeah. be of, they're going to be of that ilk.
1: Yeah, no, I think this, I think you're right. That's a really good one. I wish this is one that I've read. And, and I'm, we just sort of pared down. I'm sure tr- I tried to get rid of some graphic novels. Like I'm trying to like, clean out my stock of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we've read so many books, no one will take them. No one wants to buy them. Travis rats. Uh, yeah, no, um, no, no, yeah, they're, they're, they're worthless. Um. But I'm trying to clean out some space. And then I just read this. I'm like, oh, it'd be fun to go find these black and white ones. It would be fun to go find. Yeah, I
0: know, I know, the black and white uh, ones,
1: and have it on my shelf, and just be able to be like, oh, re- I want to read that.
0: Uh, remind me to uh, let's talk about that uh, next episode.
1: <laughs> like, I just I yes, I want that on my shelf so I can go read this. That sounds like a, a fun thing to do. Is just to have the time. And just go like, it's a quick read and it would be fun just to revisit it. Like, oh, you know what? I want to read. I want to read this again. What's it going to take me a week to read right. all of it again? Like w- that's nothing. Right. Um, so I-, I think it's one of those things where like, if you've watched the movie, you should read it. Right. Um, there's a video game for this. Uh, I saw. I saw that. There's yeah. a-, a double dragon style side scrolling. Yeah. It's great. It's fun. It, you like it? Oh, yeah. It's dumb. It's like, remember turtles in time? Remember like you? Yeah that's exactly what or the simpsons arcade game that's exactly what it is it's fantastic there's a dumb dumb power-up moves that you do like oh it's my special attack right like it's fun it's a great a great dumb game right it's a it's a perfect sort of the only thing that you could have done differently is just make it a straight up fighting game but that wouldn't be as that wouldn't be as fun right like
0: it's not as if it's a comic either
1: right part of this is exploring the settings and going to different places and like, side like, having, gags, like but, it's
0: like the, the Simpsons one where you're like hitting people with like uh, vacuum cleaners. Vacuum cleaners. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I it's a super fun game, but I think this is something that I'm, I want to watch the Netflix show. I want to see if I can get through it. Um, You know, my, uh my daughter really liked the movie. And so I'm kind of like, Oh, you know what? I, you should read this, right? Like,
0: yeah, like, that's a good one yeah. to recommend too anyone who liked the movie for, for sure. Should read the yeah. book yeah uh, and it, it's it's nice because all the movie stuff is kind of more condensed in those first like two chapters. and then as yeah. it goes on, uh, so it's like it's familiar territory. And you're like,, hey, it's just like the movie. And you're like, keep going. they're gonna fill in yeah. some stuff. you're gonna get to know the characters more, especially um the girl in the movie, the drummer who doesn't get a lot of yeah. play in the the movie uh, is a much more rounded character in the book.
1: yeah, yeah, uh, all right that's it folks thanks for this is the first i think this is the first new episode of the new year isn't it travis yep uh so at new new year new comic exposure episodes thanks for tuning in we've got a next episode coming up travis and i just to kind of keep on the train we're going to talk about sort of like travis has dipped his toe into something that we we've read only one time on the on the podcast some manga uh and we're going to talk a little bit about sort of like what has driven travis into that realm talk a little bit about why the sort of aspect of that we're going to talk why manga publishing versus american comic publishing in a very non-expert way but just in two goons we have very wanting to talk about it Uh, just two, two two dudes want to talk about like what are some of the draws to read in a different style and why do we read the way we read anyways and how that work so so listen to that episode you can find us online uh, comic exposure.com you can find all the old episodes all the write-ups you can go back and check out all the episodes we did you can go back and check our best of the year all the books we read last yeah. year which ones we really liked the most that was a good fun episode a good conversation uh thank you for tuning in and we'll see you next train